Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gazette's Fact Checker podcast, where we fact check political statements made about and by politicians in Iowa. My name is Michaela. I cover health care for the Gazette. I'm Erin Jordan. I'm the Gazette's investigative reporter. I'm John Steppi. I'm the Gazette's business reporter. I'm Marissa Payne. I'm the Gazette's Cedar Rapids government reporter. Well, we've got a bit of a doozy of a fact check today, so hope you all are ready to, to help me take this on today. I am checking a mailer that came into uh, probably a lot of people's mailboxes in the, the second congressional district of Iowa, mine included. But it is a, a attack ad against Rita Hart, who is the Democratic candidate uh, up for uh, Dave Loebsack's seat in, in the U.S. House of Representatives. And this is a mailer by uh, the Congressional Leadership Fund, which is a super PAC that is dedicated to electing Republicans in the House of Representatives. And this one, it, it takes a lot of attacks at uh, Rita Hart's voting record in the state Senate, as well as um, some of her, it also kind of attacks her supporters. So we'll, we'll get right into it. Um, so there are three distinct claims within this ad that we'll, we'll check individually. So the first one is, in the state Senate, she raised the gas tax, voted against simplifying the income tax system, and supported allowing a tax increase on cattle. Now the second one, Hart is supported by national Democrats who voted to allow the US Export-Import Bank to provide loans supporting the Chinese government. And finally, the third claim, in the state Senate, Hart voted to allow exemptions for certain health care plans to drop coverage for pre-existing conditions. One health insurance company that benefited from this vote had previously contributed to her campaign. Okay, now to the first one. So to start off with, uh, in that first claim about uh, her, her votes to raise the gas tax, her votes against simplifying the income tax system, in supporting the tax increase on cattle, I reached out to the Congressional Leadership Fund and they provided some sourcing for this claim and for the other three campaigns, which I'll kind of reference throughout this. But for that first one, uh, her vote to raise the gas tax, uh, the Congressional Leadership Fund provided referenced uh, Senate File 257, which is uh, legislation that Governor Terry Branstad, when he was governor, signed into law that raised the gasoline and diesel fuel tax by 10 cents per gallon. Now, Hart did vote in favor of it when that was up for a vote in February 2015, so that checks out. The second one, uh, about simplifying the income tax system, that's referencing to uh, the Iowa Working Family Act Tax Act, which was a sweeping tax reform bill that Republicans proposed in the Senate in February 2018. Now, this bill was pretty comprehensive and had a lot of pieces to it, but what they're referencing in this particular tax ad was uh, some particular items on the individual income tax brackets. Now, under this particular reform, if it had passed, it would have uh, reduced the individual income tax brackets from nine to five, and it would also condense the rates uh, down to range between five to 6%, which is a much smaller range than it currently is right now. Now, looking at the voting record, uh, Hart did vote against this bill, and ultimately it did not pass into law. So that also checks out. And finally, for the third one, uh, she, uh, excuse me, the ad is referencing to a uh, checkoff tax or an excess tax that was implemented in 2016 on all cattle sold in Iowa. Now, actually, Aaron, this probably sounds really familiar to you because the Congressional Leadership Fund referenced a lot of reporting you did back in 2016 on this. But essentially, the legislation uh, would allow beef producers to have a checkoff tax uh, implemented on each sale of cattle 
between 50 cents to a dollar. Now, this money would have gone toward uh, things like promoting the beef industry, because at this time, uh, beef industry officials were really supporting this because they were up against um, the pork and chicken uh, industry as far as consumers. We're, we're, uh, we were seeing at this time that beef sales were really dropping significantly and uh, beef producers really wanted a way to kind of bring consumers back. And so they, the, ultimately this legislation did pass and uh, Iowa's uh, cattle producers voted to implement a 50 cent tax per head of cattle sold. And checking out the voting record, it's accurate. Hart did vote in favor of this, but it should be noted that Hart uh, was pretty much in line with, with every vote on this. It was unanimously passed from the House and Senate. So for this particular one, um, going through the initial two, I, I gave those A's, but for this last two, uh, this third statement regarding the cattle tax, I found that it was missing some context and I ultimately gave this claim overall a B. Now, moving on to the second one. Hart is supported by national Democrats who voted to allow the US Export-Import Bank to provide loans supporting the Chinese government. Now, this one is kind of muddled in my opinion. Um, so basically, uh, the Congressional Leadership Fund is pointing to two lawmakers, uh, Representative Dave Lopesack, who endorsed Hart in May 2020. And they're also pointing to, um, let me see, Representative Stenny, Steny Hoyer, I apologize, I'm probably mispronouncing his name, but he is the representative from Maryland. Now, Lopesack endorsed uh, Hart, but uh, Representative Hoyer provided or contributed $5,000 to Hart's campaign earlier this year. Now, they point to these two lawmakers because both of them voted against a, excuse me, Now, both of them voted against a motion to recommit on the U United States Export Agency Tax Act of 2019. Now, this one was to recharter the Export-Import Bank, which is the official crediting agency of the federal government, and they provide loans to other, gov other governments to uh, facilitate the export of U.S. goods and services. Now, this vote in question, however, it wasn't on the overall bill, but rather would have added an amendment that prohibited the bank from issuing a loan to China if it was in support of things like its intelligence agency or the People's Liberation Army, things like that. Now, both of these lawmakers, Representative Hoyer and Representative uh, Lopesack, excuse me, they both voted against this particular amendment, um, which was in line with, with their party. All Republicans voted in favor while most Democrats voted against the motion. But so on its face, the claim is true. Hart is supported by two federal lawmakers who voted against this particular amendment, but I, I found it really lacked nuance when it comes to Hart's stance on this issue. I couldn't find anything where Hart has stated publicly whether she would have supported this or not, or whether she believes there need to be stricter loans, or excuse me, stricter requirements on loans to China when it comes to this particular bank. So ultimately, I lowered that grade to a B. And finally, uh, the third claim. In the state Senate, Hart voted to allow exemptions for certain health care plans to drop coverage for pre-existing conditions. One health insurance company that benefited from this vote had previously contributed to her campaign. So for this particular one, uh, the attack ad is referring to Hart's vote on legislation that was ultimately signed into law in April 2018. But this legislation allowed the sale of a specific type of health policy that 
doesn't qualify as health insurance and is thus not regulated by the Iowa Insurance Division. You know, these things are called skinny health plans. Um, you know, we see them kind of pop up in the midst of the Affordable Care Act as sort of a way around uh, certain requirements the Affordable Care Act has. And once this law was passed, Walmart, Blue Cross Blue Shield, which is the state's largest insurance company, they partnered with the Iowa Farm Bureau to sell this particular health policy for its members. Um, and according to reporting, applicants of this particular health plan, they could be denied coverage for certain pre-existing conditions such as diabetes or high blood pressure. And this type of plan also doesn't cover things like maternal health care, kind of the broader things that we see in insurance plans as a result of the ACA. Now, Hart was only one of four Democrats to vote in favor of this bill when it was in the, the state Senate around March 2018. Uh, she later stated that year while she was a candidate for lieutenant governor that she voted in favor of the, she did vote in favor of this law. She believes that these kind of policies are not wise, but she voted in favor because she was responding to her constituents who were struggling to find affordable health care, and they saw this as a solution. Now, the insurance company in question that this, uh, this particular claim is referring to is Wellmark. Um, and looking through the Iowa Ethics and Campaign Disclosure Board, I did find two instances, uh, once in 2012 and once in 2014, well, Walmart, where Walmart, excuse me, that's a mouthful, um, well, where Wellmark's PAC did contribute $500 uh, to Hart's campaign for state Senate. So overall, I give this claim an A. Uh, so two Bs and an A, and I look forward to the group's uh, discussion on kind of this lengthy introduction. Yeah, I thought it was really thorough, went through a lot of different things. Um, I mean, when I first saw the claim, I was thinking, wow, there's a lot to go through here. So um, I thought that was very thorough. One thing that I was wondering is on the second claim, when they mention Representative Loebsack's vote, were there other people that voted for that that supported um, that support Rita Hart? Because I mean, I think when people think national politicians, they don't necessarily think of the main person that is indeed representing that district of Iowa. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I did not go through the vote to see, you know, if any of the Democrats who voted against the motion have also endorsed or supported Hart in any way. Um, the, you know, the Congressional Leadership Fund only pointed to these two particular lawmakers. Um, so I'll, I could dig through that a little bit more and see if I can find maybe other lawmakers who have supported her. I think um, on the just, you know, Michaela, you and I had corresponded a little bit about the claims about um, allowing the beef checkoff to be increased. And I'm glad you didn't, you downgraded the um, claimant with that on that one, because um, I mean, basically the uh, pork or not, I'm not the pork, but the cattle industry wanted the increase of the checkoff because they used the money for like advertising and education about, you know, beef consumption, which ultimately they hope will increase sales of their product. Um, they wanted that. And they asked the legislature to support, to support legislation that would allow them to have an increase in the checkoff. And as you noted, you know, it was like a unanimous decision 
because it was just opening the door for the cattle producers to have the vote themselves. Um, so I just think it's really interesting that they are choosing um, this as a claim because on its surface, it doesn't sound very good. But then when you look at it, it's um, you realize that this is what the cattle producers wanted and in fact voted for it when they had the opportunity in the referendum. Yeah, absolutely. And and this new uh, checkoff tax really seems to be producing a lot of money too each year. I think that um, the the extra funding that was produced was up to $1.5 million annually just for this particular initiative and, and promoting Iowa. Yeah. And, and so it certainly makes sense that at the end of the day that it passed through the House and Senate unanimously. Um, and I was kind of, you know, I initially wrote this and, and sent it to the team early and, and given this claim an A, because on its face, yeah, this, you know, Hart did vote in favor, but it is an interesting point that you know, everyone really voted in favor of it. There wasn't much pushback against this um, because at the end of the day, this is what the industry leaders wanted. Yeah. And um, I think this is just extra context, maybe more than anyone cares to know. But one of the things that did change with the state checkoff program at that point in time is people can request a refund. So say you have to pay this checkoff for each head of cattle you sell, um, you, if you don't support how the Iowa cattle producers are spending the checkoff money, you can request a refund. So that was something that they wanted and um, got this time around. So in case you wondered. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is interesting trivia for sure. So do you think a B for this particular claim is fair or do you think it deserves a lower grade, higher grade, depending on, on the other I, two? I agree with the way you graded it. I mean, it, it still is the way they've chosen their wording. And I give them kudos for being careful about their wording. They, they allowed um, this uh, tax increase. And, you know, that's mostly true. So I, I support the grade on that. I agree. I also think the B is fitting there because, I mean, they did, as Aaron mentioned, very carefully phrase that to be correct. I think, though, only a B, though, because it is missing, or the, I should say the ad is missing that important context. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of speaking of the wording that Aaron mentioned, you know, I... That second claim, I think, is really where the Congressional Leadership Fund did well in its wording, because it said Hart is supported by national Democrats who voted to allow, which is on its face, like 100 percent true. Um, and so I did kind of struggle with that. I'm like, do we just grade based on just the context of the statement or does that extra nuance really kind of matter here? Um, you know, I, I thought this this ad was very effective in that way. You know, that claim made me, it reminded me of another ad that we've checked this cycle. Um, this was one about President Trump's ad where it's like the 911 call ad. Um, and there yeah. was one of the claims that said Joe Biden's supporters are fighting to defund police departments. And that claim was a lot more general and we gave it a C. And I think the way that this um, claim is structured, the attack ad on heart, it's a lot more specific. And I think it deserves to be. I think it's I, I, I agree with that grade as well. OK. OK, any thoughts on this third claim at all about uh, she voted to allow certain exemptions for health plans around pre-existing conditions? Yeah, this one. Um... You know, because this has come up in the second congressional district debates, um, 
both of the two that they've had recently, um, including the one last week. Um, and, you know, Rita Hart, she, her response to that tends to be, well, um, Marionette Miller-Meeks wants to repeal the ACA and is joining in her party's, um, you know, as, as we look at this Supreme Court nomination of Amy Coney Barrett at potentially repealing that health care law. And this is one that, I mean, Hart's going to get hammered on because she did not vote with the majority of her party here. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, she even admitted that these kind of health plans are can be pretty risky. Um, I mean, I think if you talk to anybody kind of involved in this world, they, they're not really in favor of these plans just because, you know, the ACA was built to prevent these kind of instances where you have insurance, but it doesn't cover what you need, or you could be denied from coverage just because of something, a medical condition that, that you can't really help, or, you know, there's that perception that, that you can't really help. Yeah. But I agree with the grade there too. Okay. I agree as well. Okay, great. So overall, um, and the conclusion, uh, so with the three claims in total, that's two Bs and an A. Um, so because of that, uh, the overall grade that I gave the mailer was a B, just because I thought that kind of averaged out that way. Any thoughts on the overall grade? Um, are we good with that? Should it go up, down, anything like that? I, this is one of those claims I wish we had like pluses and minuses, because I, I would give this ad like maybe a B plus, but... Um... But we don't. And and just, you know, like if we were teachers, we would be averaging these grades and they would get a B. So I agree with you. Okay. I agree as well. There are definitely times where I wish we have the pluses and minuses. But I think really it does mean with the two Bs and an A make a lot of sense with the B overall. Okay. Yeah, and I agree, especially with those earlier claims. Um, Michaela, you really took into account like the um, the nuances there of the ad wording and, um, you know, comparing that to Hart's claims or her stances on some of these things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And to Aaron's earlier point, uh, you really kind of have to give kudos to this particular uh, attack ad for being very specific. And it seemed given a lot of thoughts to the kind of claims that, um, that they're going to put in this aim or put in this particular mailer for sure. Well, and speaking of specificity, uh, you know, that's one of our, our things that makes makes claims so they fit our criteria with the fact checker. Um, and I wanted to um, ask you guys, we were thinking about um, claims. We always try to think ahead for what our claims are going to be for the next week. Um, Marissa had covered the Marionette Miller-Meeks Rita Hart debate last week, and I listened in for some claims that the fact checker could pursue. And I wanted to just float some of those by you guys and see which ones you think might meet our criteria. Does that sound okay? Yeah. Sounds good. Okay, cool. Um, so a couple of claims from Rita Hart. One is, Senator Miller-Meeks, you stood on the Senate floor and told your Senate colleagues they did not need to wear a mask. To which um, Marionette Miller-Meeks vehemently defended uh, uh, denied that and said that there was context missing there. So it kind of made me want to check that. And then another one mm -hmm. from Rita Hart, mm -hmm. um, speaking about the skinny um, healthcare bill that we were just talking about in Michaela's check, she, she said not one person lost their healthcare because of this bill. So those are two from Rita Hart um, and two from Marionette Miller-Meeks. 
One, she says, the CDC has already said over 98,000 people had non-COVID-related deaths because of hospitals that were closed down to non-essential services. So I thought that one might be good. It's got that, that very specific number in there. She tells us that, that this claim, this, this information is coming from the CDC, so we'd be able to check that. And then she also says um, 40% of our, meaning Iowa's, energy resources are from renewables. So I thought those were some potential claims there. I don't know if you guys think maybe we should, if, if, you think, if we think we have space and time to hit two from each candidate, or if you think we should go for one of each, what are your thoughts? I think that if we can, I mean, the key constraint is time, but if we have the time to take one of each, I think that'd be really interesting. And kind of similar to what we did for the Ernst Greenfield debate. Yeah, no, I agree. I think all four of these specific claims are really strong. Um, and I think they're they're all worth checking. So I'd hate to like pick one over the other or anything like that. So yeah, I, I would advocate for, for checking all three or excuse me, checking all four. I don't know if we want to try to split it up over a couple of weeks or maybe split it up between two of us or something like that to, to maybe make it a little bit easier. I, I think I can try to take a crack at it um, and I'll let you guys know early next week if it's becoming too big of a task. But um, I think I can get going on this now and send the note to the campaigns and I'll plan on doing that if that sounds good to you guys. Marissa, does that sound okay to you? Yeah, no, and I, I really like those specific ones because I remember writing the story. I was like, oh, you know, on deadline um, this late at night, those are things that um, would be great to look into further with more time. So, yeah, I think those are all really good claims uh, to further look into. Okay, cool. Well, that's what uh, we'll be doing for next week. Even though we're staying on the same um, race two weeks in a row. Um, I think it's good that we're actually checking some claims that the specific candidates have made versus like PACs and stuff like that. So um, that's what we'll plan to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this is a good opportunity, you know, less than a month of, away from the election uh, for our readers. If you see or hear any of the candidates saying anything, we encourage you to submit it to us for consideration for a fact check. Uh, you can send those to us at factchecker at thegazette.com. Well, great. Well, with that, I think we are wrapping up and that is everything we need to cover. So I appreciate you guys joining me for the podcast today. Our fact checks are edited by Craig Jamolis. Our podcast is produced by Stephen Colbert. Our music is Lobby Time by Kevin McLeod. I'm Michaela Ram. I'm Aaron Jordan. I'm Marissa Payne. I'm John Steffi. Until next time, we'll fact check you later. <laughs> <laughs> You do a great job.
Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.